0: Do I sound okay, by
1: the way? Yes, you sound perfect. You sound perfect. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Let's have this. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's comic book time. Uh, I've got my cup of coffee. Today we have uh, Mr. Incredible. (laughs) <laughs> and we've got Thor's hammer filled or Thor, not Thor. Oh, my goodness, I sound like an idiot now. <laughs> That's okay. We have the all. Infinity Gauntlet filled there with some go. incredible tea. Look at that. Yep.
0: So I'm a tea drinker, guys. Sorry to let you know, but I'm a tea drinker. And here's my, my, my cup of tea, but it's definitely the Infinity Gauntlet. Old school Infinity Gauntlet with the green stone in the middle the soul stone this is the way it should be i don't know what what they were thinking about putting the infinity stone as the orange stone as the as the soul stone but then again it's the mcu what do we what are we going to say about that you know what i mean
1: things change you know from one uh, from one medium to another so i exactly. mean as far as cups go that's canon
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> good way of looking so,
1: at it today we are talking with izzy from the Izzyverse. And uh, take a look here. Izzy has his own uh, show, his own podcast, and he talks about comics, and he talks about wrestling, and he talks about all kinds of things. And he's uh, a participant in other streams, so uh, we're going to have a conversation about that and uh, see where uh, where it leads us. Yeah, man.
0: You know, I was I'm very happy to be here at Morning Coffee. Uh, We're going to change it to morning coffee and tea. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm happy that you reached out to me. It's fun to be on the other side of the interview wall, I guess, Um, you know, because it's I know it's hard coming up with questions sometimes and coming up with (laughs) questions that people are interested in Um, at the same time. It's always a blast to be, you know, getting to talk to other people outside of my
1: stratosphere, really. Well, I, I find that I have uh, uh, about 101 interests in my life, and um, I figured that uh, there's got to be uh, at least one or two people that uh, share those same interests and would be interested in talking to the same people that I'm interested in talking to. And that's why I started having people on in the morning for a cup of coffee and a quick chat about uh, their specialities. Um, I always say that if you want to get better at something, you surround yourself with Knowledgeable people, and I always. I gotta go now. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of people out there that know a whole lot more about me about a bunch of stuff. When you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none, and you gotta talk to the masters to learn more.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, when I started this channel, which was several months ago, my intention was to kind of marry, marry all the things that I love in different industries right so as obviously put i'm very huge on comic books i've been a comic book fan since i've been 11 i've been collecting comic books back in 87 i started my first comic book collection so and i still have many of those first books some of them look like garbage but some of them look some of them are in great shape and they are part of the valuable collection that I have in comics um, mm-hmm. my very first mm-hmm. comic book was a Marvel's Tales 208 which just recently I, I just purchased it again so I could have a better looking copy of it but the original <laughs> the original stored away in my closet and it looks like garbage but, but it's, it's, it's the sentimental value of it all right it, it's not that it's a book that has any value in fact when I bought it I bought it for like two bucks so it's like yeah. it still doesn't have value it's a, <laughs> it's a reprint of a tale um, however, my second book, which is what I, I like talking about, is the famous Wolverine cover that's in the Incredible Hulk 340 of Top McFarlane. That's my second comic book that I collected. And I still have the original. And it's actually in pristine condition. So I'm happy about that one. That's one that's going to stay in that collection for a very long time. And then that's That'd pretty be- much where my I built my collection and really my love for, for the art of comics because I'm also an artist. You know, first and foremost, that's what I am. First out of everything else, I am contact creator. Yes. You know, I mentioned to you I was a train. I'm a trainer, um, mm-hmm. wrestling fan, all this stuff. But first and foremost, I am an artist
1: who loves to draw comics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Do you have anything out there that people can uh, buy or web comics so, or anything like? So that?
0: So, as far as purchasing comics, there's nothing really out there. So I, I, I formed a very small press company group actually it's more of a collective i'll call it called pronto comics back in the mid to early 2000s um, i want to say 2005 2006 7 i never never really took count of when exactly it happened um, but me and a whole bunch of writers and artists who were part of the comic experience by andy schmidt which is still going on to this day we got together um in new york city because that's where we're all we're based in we got together in new york city we met at a pizza place and that's where we ended up forming this company called pronto comics now the name stems from the pizza place that we get we went because the pizza place is called pronto pizza so we got to <laughs> give credit to pronto pizza for creating pronto comics and the name and i was with them for several years we we did shows we did conventions and then over you know for for personal reasons i stepped out and you know they continue moving forward they're still they're still out there today a little bit on a hiatus but they're still out there and i'm really happy to say that they're they're out there being run by dominic sparrow and dennis knight which i hear they're going to be doing some new stuff coming up really soon so i'm excited about that as far as this youtube channel thing goes i started a few months ago back in march i want to say and the whole idea for me was getting back into comics because I actually took a hiatus from comics as a whole. I didn't collect comic books. I, I, I've always kept myself in the loop in some way or another, but I stopped collecting comics because I think there was a change in the atmosphere, and in, in a change of how comic books are being done. There's things in the comic book industry I like, and there's things I don't like. Um, which we get to. If you have any questions about what are they, I can tell you <laughs> what they are. Um, you know, and. I, f- I found out that I'm not the only one that feels that way. I um,
1: think there's a, a there's a there's a lot of turmoil actually happening right now, and people drawing sides from one side to the other, different opinions about uh, different things, and um, not the not to put a, a fine point on it, but if uh, if somebody finds a success outside of the industry, that as a whole you know, and starts trying to reimagine how things work. Uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, animosity for that.
0: Yeah, I agree to that. I also think that these companies, and when I'm talking about mainstream, mainstream comics in general, the DC and the Marvels, nothing against them in particular, because again, I, I love my Spider-Mans, I love my Batmans and things like that. But what I've noticed is that they, they, they're trying to avoid a new image. Um, and what I mean by that is that if you look into their books, you will notice there's only a few people that are considered superstar artists, superstar writers. It's actually more writers mm-hmm. than artists these days. But one thing I also noticed in a lot of these books is it's very difficult to pinpoint who's, who's drawing what. And it's become more of a generic art style. It's still beautiful and still gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. But it seems generic. It seems like everyone's drawing the same way. And when I was collecting well, comics in my day, you knew an artist immediately. You you saw a book, you immediately knew the, who that artist was. Today, it's a little harder to, to pinpoint who that is.
1: And, and that there's... kind of dynamic started uh, in the 80s, I think, is when it started to diverge into uh, superstar artist. Uh, if you go back to the 60s and 70s, you had uh, the house style for Marvel. You had the house style for DC. You even had a house style for uh, uh, whoever was publishing the Archie comics at the time. And uh, everybody tried to fit within that house style, and that was taught to the artist. It wasn't until you had those standouts uh, that, that, that came around and pushed the boundaries of what was expected for a specific comic. Todd McFarlane's and your your image guys like you were saying yeah uh, that that came out and made superstars of themselves and and walked away
0: yeah and even even in the 60s and 70s there were some some guys out there right you know Starenko, Starenko, Neil Adams um, George Perez who came out from the 70s but really made a name for himself in the 80s Um, Mm -hmm. Art Adams who was he was he's who I call the first American manga artist um, there's those before him, but he's the he's the one that stood out. He's he's clearly my favorite artist, Arthur Adams. His stuff on Longshot, his stuff with the X Men, the annuals, um, classic X Men, those covers, they were standouts, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't until we saw guys like McFarley, like Rob Liefeld, whether you like his artwork or not, I personally, <laughs> I I like his older stuff better than his newer stuff because I think his newer stuff is just He's catering to the style that he created, I guess. Um, but his older stuff is actually pretty good; yeah. it's not that bad. Um, Jim Lee, of course, and those yes. names—they all—they all stood out from your typical house style approach. And I feel, I feel like what's happening today is that you don't see that as much as you used to. Again, mm-hmm. there are still guys out there that are still making a name out of themselves, and that's great. But you just—they all—they all starting to look the same. It's starting to mesh into this similar look, and it, you have to really pinpoint it to figure out—is that Ryan Stegman? Is that you know? Is that um, I'm trying to um, Dan Mora and, and th- guys like that? You try to say like Herberto Ramos still stands out because he's—he mm-hmm. used to stand out before them, right? So he kind of yeah. like just came into the picture.
1: And- oh, for- looks closed. like uh,
0: we had
1: a little bit of. Yeah, you yeah. kind of dropped out there for a second. But.
0: Yeah, so do you. <laughs> um, no, so, do, I was, yeah. uh,
1: was going to say, ask uh, do you think uh, this homogenization made it uh, easier for the writers to uh, uh, take center stage?
0: I don't think so. I think the writers are the writers. And I think what ends up happening is I think Marvel and DC are searching their, you know, they're picking their writers. And having them write their books without an artist attached to them, for the most part. I think what's happening, what I'm seeing now, is that a writer is just writing and then they're just handing off to an artist. And maybe okay. there is some, you know, there is some, you know, conversations between the two. But I don't think there's a lot of marriages between, you know, creators like they used to be. You, you know what I mean? There are a few, Donny Katz and Ryan Segman, are two in particular that, that stand out for me, that they're mm-hmm. always together. Um, but you don't see, usually when there's a writer, that writer is kind of like his whole, his own thing. And he may actually have a group of artists that are attached to him in some way.
1: Um, but I yeah, think we're, we're not seeing a whole lot of the uh, traditional Stanley Marvel way of doing things where plots are handed in and then pencils are drawn and then, uh, lettering is put in with the dialogue and whatnot. Yeah. It's a it's a, a little less collaborative and it's more one on one, if that makes sense.
0: It's a business now. It's more of a business rather than mm-hmm. a creative process. So it's you know here's the business, here's the story. It's been written already. Let's go. You know, it's so it's probably things like stems,
1: that. stems. Yeah, exactly. It it, it stems um, from the fact that uh, they're they are no longer their own separate entities. Marvel and DC were imprints all on their own without a corporate uh, head uh, to look down on them and talk about budget, budgeting and and expenses and things like that. But now uh, these uh, these these imprints uh, are seen as a secondary to the whole. And, you know, decisions are made simply because uh, It makes financial sense in the long run. Like when they, when they decided to kill off the mutants, it was because they didn't own the mutants or the X Men. They didn't uh, own the. They owned
0: the mutants. They just didn't own the.
1: the Yes, they didn't own the film. Yeah, they didn't own the film rights. So which meant more to them? They so they cut out the comic books at the expense of the uh, the readers and the fans, uh, to spite the filmmakers Uh, and the the studios that own the rights that they themselves want very badly. And I don't think that's a good way to run a business as a secondary item. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, to this day, (laughs) just because of that reason, I don't have a a Jubilee Funko Pop. To this day, there is no (laughs) Jubilee Funko Pop. Now, I heard that it's on its way. I definitely heard it's on its way. But Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example where I'm... My daughter, just to let you know, my daughters are named after X-Men characters. Oh, my old, sweet. My oldest daughter is named Jubilee, right? That's awesome. And my youngest is named Phoenix. Now, Phoenix is a cash cow, so there's no. you, you have to make them, <laughs> right? But Jubilee, not so much, right? Jubilee is just a, a niche, right? People who love the cartoon really love Jubilee. Um, some people would say that Kitty Pry is my teenage girl. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever you want, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. But I was a huge Jubilee fan. In fact, I was a huge Jubilation Lee fan. Um, So that's actually my daughter's name. And I've been wanting this Funko Pop to exist. And to this day, it still doesn't exist. And but I heard rumors that it is. It's coming. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's how that's how angry I am at at the folks over at Disney. Um, Give me my give me my Funko Pop, guys, and then all
1: will be forgiven. <laughs> so Oh man, I hadn't even thought about Jubilees in, in forever since the uh cartoons uh yeah. came out back in the eighties. So
0: they're coming back, baby, and I'm excited for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's um let's talk about Izzy Fest, because that's going on this week.
0: Yeah, Izzy Fest, we're in the middle of Izzy Fest. Izzy Fest is something that actually happens every year for me personally. Um, I, I'm a bit, um, what's the word, what's the word you use? I want to say narcissistic. I'm a little shallow sometimes, right? <laughs> and for me, I, want, I, I, I always called it Izzy Fest. So, the, you know, this week, it's always, it always falls on this week and you will you'll know why you know why already but you'll you'll really know why for those for those of you who are watching so izzy fest is just a celebration of you know of everything i love everything i do and i figured with the channel now in play which the channel that's running and everything else why not give that love back to other people and what izzy fest really is is a celebration and every day during this week i am giving away stuff to fans and people that watch the channel who follow me on instagram twitter even TikTok, even though I don't do as much as I want to in TikTok because I don't find TikTok as useful as the other ones. Um, I'm mostly I'm mostly confined to my IG, I'm confined to my Twitter, and of course my YouTube, which is the bread and butter of them all. Um, so with that said, I do an Izzy Fest giveaway every day. Um, yesterday was a good one. We had our Star Wars giveaway because we did a preempted, it really was. It was like a last minute thing. We ended up doing our, our and or preview where we all watched Rogue One. And we did our, our di- we did a review of a movie that came out years ago. <laughs> we were like, spoiler, spoiler. Um, and so I gave a lot of Star Wars stuff the day before that. I gave away some other items, some other stuff, some a manga month. It was Manga Monday, so I gave away some manga statues um, and even before that, I gave a Funko, Pac, uh, Funko Batman out at the comic, oh. the Queens Comic Party, which I attended, which was a fun fun little event here in Queens. I'm in the Bronx, but that was in Queens, New York. Um, mm-hmm. Today, there's a lot more, and I decided in the show to do it here. So here I have a few things. Now, I don't see anybody in the chat. So if somebody was watching in the chat, make sure you put your name in the comment. That will help me out know who is watching, if, if somebody's watching, but somebody might be watching later on. Um, but I do have three items that I will give away today, um, starting with, and here's the first one, the second issue of 8 Billing Genies. This is the first edition. So this is the first printing of 8 Billing Genies, issue number two. Unfortunately, I do have uh, issue number one, but it's my personal one, and I'm not giving that away. but this is one i'm gonna be giving out another book i want to give out as we talk about wrestling which we will talk about wrestling a little bit later i'm gonna do do a power bond issue number one this is a first printing of the first issue so i definitely have a second issue for myself and just because we did star wars i figured might as well give away a photocop a photo issue of issue number one of the mandalorian and that's good to go out to people that are watching from this show
1: those are some exciting things. Yeah, um, it's fun stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to love the uh, the crossovers between wrestling and comic books these days.
0: Yeah, because you know what? Like myself, I think there's many people out there that watch watch wrestling and read comics. It is it is something that within the the geek culture, it's just a thing, right? For mm-hmm. me. Wrestling has always been the thing because it is the one thing that connected me and my father. Now, my father, who who passed away several years ago, about twelve years ago now, he and I would always watch wrestling together. And mm-hmm. when he got into wrestling, I mean, he got into wrestling, and we attended a lot of events back in the day. So I was at the first SummerSlam. Uh, went to the first slam, SummerSlam with him. He took me to SummerSlam, and we got to see a lot of cool events. We did. We went to. Well, I, he didn't go to. At that time, I ended up going with some family members. We went to the Monday Night Raw, where Stone Cold Stone Cold, um, gave McMahon the very first stunner of many to come. <laughs> One of the worst stunners ever. Um, went there. We went to WrestleMania 20. Me and my wife went to WrestleMania 20. We were there in attendance. We did some other shows, and I'm always I'm always watching wrestling. Got to see mm-hmm. Grand Slam last year in for AEW going tonight to see grand slam for for today
1: that's so gonna be a, about that that's gonna be a heck of a show
0: that's gonna be a big um, show man I, I i'm i'm expected to come home very late that
1: tonight <laughs> you know what how are you gonna get out of there uh i hear it's always horrible to come out of there i mean they're probably gonna tape a a couple of uh, episodes of dark right afterwards you sticking around for that or are you leaving so
0: early? what they're gonna end up doing is i'm pretty sure they're gonna do the same thing that they did last year they're gonna do they're gonna do some episodes of dark first so that's the first thing we get we'll, we'll get an episode of dark re-recorded then they go live at eight o'clock for dynamite all right mm-hmm. which would be grand slam and that's where we're gonna get the main event after that's over at 10 o'clock we're gonna be treated to not one but two hours worth of rampage so oh, Rampage yeah, is right. also going to be recorded. So I'm expected that we will be out of there by midnight. Mm. And the, the good news about that that area, it's in Queens. Um, I've been debating whether I should drive or take Man's Transit. If I drive, then it'll be easy for me to get out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? How close does the train get to the uh, stadium? The train's right there. So the train okay. takes you
0: right to the spot. So that's the mm-hmm. same area where... um. Not Shea Stadium. I'm talking about Shea Stadium. City Fields is in the Mets. Um, I'm, I'm a Bronx kid, man. I'm a New Yorker. so um, we, we we I'm a, a Yankee fan. So we'll see how things work out there. But it's the same place. It's Arthur Ashe Stadium. So that's where the mm-hmm. U.S. Open is being held. So the area is... It's easy to get through with man's transit. In fact, they recommend man's transit. Only difference is that... When you're in Queens, there's no connection from Queens to the Bronx. You always have to go to Manhattan. So you have to take the seven train back to mm-hmm. Manhattan to come back to the Bronx. And that alone, it'll be about an hour's ride, where the drive for me will probably be more on the lines of 20 minutes. You know, yeah. some of it probably be stuck trying to just get
1: out of the traffic. Now, I, I, I've never been to the East Coast. So, uh, got to come out uh, here, man. New York Comedy. Absolutely. Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in, in Flushings, there's not really a whole lot to do after uh, a certain time period. So when you guys get out at, at midnight or so, uh, unless you're looking, I, I don't guess that there's going to be a whole lot to eat around there. <laughs> oh, we're the city that never sleeps. You know, don't you know that part? <laughs> what? You know, I'm not that about places. Manhattan. No, we
0: got places. The whole city. The whole city. Okay. Um, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and yeah, we admit we're part of Staten Island too. Um <laughs> No, know it's it it's open twenty four seven. There's Sweet. a store. There's a little store called the Bodega that we go to. That's the that's the deli. Um, <laughs> they're always open. There's there's always a place. White Castle never sleeps. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! I, never wor- I never worry about places to eat afterwards. But chances are I'd probably be full already. So.
1: I've I've never tasted a White Castle that wasn't frozen in the supermarket aisle. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the closest they thing we got to
0: come out over here for
1: that. <laughs> closest thing we had was a crystals, and uh, I, I, I can only guess is that it was a, a pay limitation because they didn't last long out here in, in uh, North Texas. So,
0: so with White Castle burgers they they've have the they have the glorious title of sometimes being called murder burgers. <laughs> okay, so you know and i'll be honest they don't do that to me they, they really don't i don't know if my stomach has a tendency of like dealing with it in that in a better way but really when you when you have a white castle burger first of all they're they're a late night snack it's something that you could have at 12 3 o'clock in the morning it's open um so and then you know since they're small slider burgers you could get like four of them right? yeah for me i could i could probably pull in three um you have them; they're fine. They taste just fine. There's nothing, nothing exciting about them. They're just they're you know fast food, fast food done the way it is. Um, better than McDonald's burger, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> and then within maybe two hours or so, you might start feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> so, to 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 not be graphic, which I think I already gotten a little too far. That's why they're called murder burgers.
1: In many cases, yeah.
0: But they they don't. um,
1: Thankfully for me, it doesn't happen like that. (laughs) Well, you know, if uh, if you're out there and you you want to be a part of this uh, giveaway, please uh, put put a comment in there. Say hi to us. Say uh, let us know you're there. If you're on uh, if you're on the LinkedIn where we're live, uh, I know you're able to comment there. If you're on Facebook, you can comment there. If watching us on twitter head on over to one of the other two so you can get on the end of the list uh, for the giveaway but uh yeah.
0: so i do have a list of names as well so what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to go ahead and get that started so let's go Oh yeah ahead. let's let's do let's let's which which one you want to do first you want to do the eight billion genies to do a power Bond or mandalorian which one you want to do let uh let's um uh,
1: let's do the power uh let's do the power Bond since let's uh, we're going to be talking bomb, wrestling
0: which which is such a good book i love this book such a fun! It's such a fun book. If you guys haven't read it, you gotta read it. So let me do a screen share here. So give me one second while I pull that screen share out. And I have people from my groups already there. So here it is. There we go. We got the wheel. So let's take a look at who is going to be our first winner of the day. All right. Here we go. And our first winner is gonna be. Ah! Dee ah, Didi! It looks like congratulations. She's gonna, she's gonna win. Do a power bomb! Can't wait to t- let her know that she's gonna win that
1: one. So, cool. <laughs> and if you want to get your name on the list, please uh, comment uh, as soon as you can because we're gonna be doing this while we're, while we're live here. Um, but let's let's talk about the pool list. Uh, yeah, let's talk for this about the pool list.
0: So, so the pool list. Um, just so that everyone knows what the poll list means to me. One of the main things I wanted to do in my channel was a weekly poll list. Now, I know that poll lists exist with other channels and they do it. But one thing I learned from those channels is that they're long and a lot of them go 15, 20 minutes. Some could even go an hour where they just say, well, this book is coming out and I'm picking this book comes out this week. I don't have a problem with that you know for me it's perfectly fine however I know YouTube's attention span is short and I know that there are individuals out there that like to just know what to get pick up and then go pick it up so what I what I wanted to do is I wanted to do something a little different than what I normally see and that's where I ended up coming up with a poll list under five minutes I extended it to 10 minutes, but there really is there really is within that time frame of 5 mm-hmm. to 8 minutes. The other aspect of the pull list is that originally I, when I first started, I started at Squiggy's Dugout, which is a local chain around here, and I want to be able to support local comic shops. I'm a huge local comic shop um, guy because I, I personally love going to the shop, picking up my books, and going there. Well, it, it became a bigger thing because... I I knew sooner or later I had to leave Squiggy's comic dugout. I still have much love for them, and I will go back on occasions. But I now do it. (laughs) I'm always on the road. So since I'm always on the road, I either find a comic book shop that I'm nearby, or I'll do it at a place that will be cool to do it so you guys get some footage. So my last pull list was done from the Queen's Comic Party. It was a very small place, so the footage that you have there is really very minimal footage in comparison to the one I did in secret stash a few weeks ago, where I wasn't in, in Jane sign secret stash, which I was fun. That was a great place. Um, that's what, that's what the pull list is all about. Now it's like the, the idea of the pull list is where is he going to be this week and what comic books is he picking? And I'd like to pick two from Marvel, two from DC and of course two indie books. But then at the end you get the majority of books that are coming out.
1: Yeah. So uh, where are you going to be this week? Not to give away the uh, pull list, but uh, you
0: know. <laughs> well, as I mentioned to you before, there's actually two locations I might be this week, so it's going to be one or the other. But I'm going to let I, I'll let you guys in here on the little secret of where it might be for today's poll list. Well, not today's pull list for next week's poll list. <laughs> it it's not a comic book shop. It's something that I'm doing tonight and somewhere i'm going to be tonight so <laughs> that's the information you're gonna get it's not a hard one to figure out <laughs> but let's just say somewhere along the lines you might see a yes 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 yes
1: <laughs> so uh are, are you going to be streaming that uh, giveaway live yeah, uh, I mean not the giveaway, but the poll list live from that no, location. No, the, the poll list or?
0: is always recorded. The poll list is always recorded, and I always I put them out on Mondays for the following week. So mm-hmm. the idea is, if I, it, I I used to do it on that week where I would record a poll list on Tuesday and in Squiggy's dugout where I would have the comic book and I could just say, hey, this comic book is here. Um, however, what I've noticed is that people want to prepare themselves so they might go and advance so now it's a week ahead of time so mm-hmm. the poll list that you're going to be seeing for the next poll list that you're going to see it's for, for the following weeks like today's poll list on the 21st i already recorded it about 2 weeks ago and it's already out um mm-hmm. and i believe it's the Harley Quinn anniversary um one oh yeah and i th- saw that one the next week next week's poll list which is out it came out yes on monday is a Bruce Cam- the Bruce Campbell writing DC horror special so Bruce Campbell writing a DC comic that sounds pretty fun. Um, that, that might things. get me into the comic shop. Yeah there you go and that's the idea. I want to be able to get people books that they're going to be able to just grab and read. I don't want I don't want to pick books that are you know we're in the fourth part of a, of a you know a six issue series. You know, unless there's a significant value to a book, um, for example, The Edge of Spider-Verse, which is coming out soon, and they've been having multiple issues. Every issue of of Edge of Spider-Verse is an anthology series, but they're introducing new spider characters, and some of them are getting a lot of notoriety for certain reasons or another, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that's important to say, hey, go pick up this book. It's It's a key book. It's a book you want to pick. It's a book that when the time comes, you might be able to have a gold mine in your hands. The only thing is is that you can't, guarantee, you can't guarantee a gold mine. For me, when I collected books, I collected books because it was story-driven rather than this is a possibility of something big. You know, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: So, yeah, I've, I've, I never collected specifically for uh, uh, the idea of selling them. Uh, it's always been a personal reason for me to Same buy here. A, a comic book. I got uh, I got about three different uh, uh, comic books of Grew the Wanderer by Sergio Aragonés, classic and series. I got them signed, so yeah. that for me it means a whole heck of a lot more than it would on eBay. So <laughs> for me
0: too, I have many signed books, many, um, because I was that kid that would go to the convention with that cart with the with the short boxes. And mm-hmm. I would just take out the stack of books. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't bring like Chris Claremont, I'll use an example, right? I got tons of Chris Claremont books because I was a huge x Men, right? Who was it, right? Um, yeah. I wouldn't bring Chris Claremont 50 books to sign. I'll be very, you know, I'll be very conservative, maybe a, mm-hmm. maybe not as conservative as you probably would think, but, you know, <laughs> I'll probably max out at 10 books and say, these are the 10 books I'll max out. And yeah. at that time, They will freely sign you books. Today, they charge you to sign them. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I don't think many people do that anymore. Um, So I personally don't go to conventions like I used to where I would take a whole bunch of books and get them signed. I will actually leave that for a signing session, which we do have a lot of these over here. So whenever somebody is signing, I will go out and take whatever the maximum amount. I'll bring some family members with me because they'll get their group. They'll get their books. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um and I'll and I'll tell the artist or writer that's present. It's like I'm gonna give these away. I'm just letting you know, and they're really happy to hear that. And they say, "Oh yeah, that's fantastic." You know, because again, for me, it's about giving back rather than taking. I'm not yeah. taking anything. I don't. I don't make a profit out of any of this. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's all me doing. It's it's all me giving back in
1: one way or another. And that's that's um. That's a, that's a great thing. You know, I, I love hearing that. Uh... A lot of people these days in comic books, they kind of uh, are a little uh, self centered when it comes to the way they treat businesses, you know? Um, and um, I think it's, it's a lot of times uh, these businesses do forget about the audience and the people and the reason why there are generation after generation of fans. Uh, it's because of the love of the comic books, it's the love of the characters, it's the love of the artists writers and that's passed down from generation to generation and not just in long boxes and stories uh, that you have like that like like you know speaking with chris Claremont on obviously more than one occasion <laughs> oh yeah taking he, a few books
0: he, he met jubilee <laughs> <laughs> he met jubilee he met phoenix you know he took a photo with them not that it mattered but you know what i mean it's like for me I it mattered it to me
1: me, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't mean a, he he hasn't met too many Jubilees in Phoenix. <laughs> I I'm, I'm sure he's met a couple. But uh I, I think each one is probably a, a real special thing to feel on the inside to see mm-hmm. those characters literally come to life. Exactly. Right before I, I know him, so. when he met
0: Phoenix, he met her when she was just a toddler. And she was dressed up as a pho- as the phoenix. She had the whole getup. So, there. I'm not a cosplayer, but my my daughters are. My two daughters yeah. are cosplayers. I can never be a cosplayer. It's, it's it's beyond me. I'm a I'm a comic book guy. I'm an artist. And when they ask me, "What are you dressed up this year?" Every time they ask me the question, "Where are you going to dress up this year?" I'm going to dress up as a content creator, or I'm going to dress up as an artist. <laughs> you know. For you know, one year I even said I'm gonna dress up as Peter Parker. It's like not Spider Man. No, I'm dressing up as Peter Parker. I'm gonna put a camera in my, I'm gonna put a camera in my neck, and there you yeah, have you it. Is Peter Parker done? <laughs> Simple you know stack.
1: who, uh, you know who really loves to uh, cosplay and, and put on a character. Uh, that's Bray Wyatt, Yeah! Uh, <laughs> people have been talking about lately. Uh, no. These things they're doing off camera, WWE. Uh, now with uh, Triple H in charge, Paul Levesque, or Levesque, excuse me, um, he's got he's got something going on up here that uh, is really intriguing the minds of everybody because uh, the lights have been going out. They've been playing quite rabbit If it's uh, if it's at a taping, they're doing it during the uh, commercial break, uh, or they're doing it at a house show, and they're they're teasing something big. And uh, this guy right here, let me. Matt Black uh seems to think that uh uh Bray Wyatt may be coming up here uh this Friday on SmackDown. and yeah, nine twenty three, so, nine twenty three.
0: So one of the things I would say about the whole Bray Wyatt scenario, he was what's the word? He was let he was released and he really shouldn't have been released. Um No. He, he should have agree. been released. He was one of those releases where it was a money. It was it was for money purposes. That's what it ended up being. It was because of uh, budgetary reasons, um, as they want to say. I think it was also because he was way too creative, and he was one of those guys that kind of became. He didn't become. I I think Bray Wyatt is not the type of character that became bigger than the business, but he came. He became at this particular point bigger than the business, right? and that's something that both comics and wrestling have in common. They don't want their stars to be to outgrow their company and i think Mm -hmm. that's the problem we've been happening we've been having um lately especially in wwe um i don't know if AEW is at that point yet i think they might end up getting there eventually um especially with the whole cm punk scenario going on which if we could we could probably spend another three hours talking about that scenario um, yeah.
1: Well, the only but, thing I got to say about that is that uh, he's pipe bombed two companies right now, blaming both companies, and there's only one common denominator at both pipe bombs. So there you mm-hmm. go.
0: Exactly. And the pipe bomb he did on that night was a rant rather than a pipe bomb. He was and he, he was he was pissed. He was he was prepared about, to do that
1: too. I mean. Oh yes, uh, he was
0: definitely prepared to do that.
1: I saw that. Uh, I saw that. It was set up. And, it was definitely uh, set up. The uh, reporter that they called on first didn't even have a chance to ask a question. And uh, CM Punk led the whole way. So
0: Yeah, exactly. You win the world title, not for the first time, for the second time. And the first thing you want to talk about is cabana. That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, you know, what, what people what, what people are thinking in their head doesn't always translate on what ends up happening. Right, so I hope the best for all of those guys because I like all those guys, right? Um, yeah. Back to this whole Bray Wyatt of it all. So the White Rabbit, um, the TikTok, where it's very close to carrying K- Claws, most formerly known as Killer Cross. Did, mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing that it sounds to me like it's going a faction is being formed. Yeah, um, from it. I don't think it's. I'm coming after Killer Cross. I'm coming after Karen. I think they're working hand in hand because you also have Scarlet involved, Scarlet Bordeaux involved, mm-hmm. and they will actually do a really good job becoming like a new version of the the bright the White family. Also, yeah. you had the return of Braun Strowman. Why not bring him in, make him involved, and have a different. Wyatt family dynamic because i would think that would make sense more so than bringing back the mr rogers character the fiend he's coming <laughs> because people love the fiend you know i
1: think for uh for for people like wyatt or Strowman, there's really only one place to go um that's going to pay them uh but they feel their worth and everybody should be paid what they feel their worth uh, but uh, when they separated uh, uh, Scarlet and Carrion, uh, that was a mistake. Uh, when 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 they put him up in that gimp gimmick, that was a mistake. Well, that um, was
0: that was Ron Simmons all over again, right?
1: Yeah. Remember yeah. Ron
0: Simmons when he had that, that <laughs> helmet that was way too tight for his head? Absolutely. Um, that was terrible. Yeah. He, he was one of those guys when he first showed up in the main roster, as they call it, he, they dropped the ball on him because he, he was, he's money just mm-hmm. look at the guy he's money and it was scarlet next to him, more money you know there it, it was but again it was pr- it was pride over it was pride yeah. over what's the word i'm looking for pride over just common
1: sense right <laughs> when you really think it's, of it it's um, way. yeah well I'm, i mentioned this when we weren't uh, uh on live stream but they uh they had a uh, almost a policy of uh, subverting the expectations of the fans and uh, tradition of not giving them what they want, mm-hmm. and, and that's so, always been
0: the case. That's yeah. That, what, what people don't understand that's nothing. That's that's nothing new. You know, there's only it was only a rare occasions where people came in as their character from previous companies. Um, Lex Luger when he first came in, mm-hmm. if you remember, he was a bodybuilder from the WBF. Then he became the narcissist. Then he became this American character, so that they could create a new Hulk Hogan out of him. And unfortunately, yeah. he just wasn't that guy for it, right? And that, you have—I
1: was you just going to say that they—they—the the whole idea of the six-foot-plus bodybuilder is the only thing people want to see on screen is—is pretty—it it was ridiculous at the time because you, you you wound up getting uh, people that were not prepared or trained or had a love for, for wrestling. Uh, and uh, you wind up with Giant Gonzalez wearing a, a unitard or whatever it was. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but he couldn't wrestle, you know? And I see uh, Tony Khan uh, sort of making the same mistakes, but not really. I mean, he's not letting this guy wrestle, but he is uh, seven foot plus and lumbering around. Yeah,
0: he's he's one of those guys that, I, they're tra- I guess they're training him for something. Yeah. Um. But he's not there yet. But he's no. such a presence, right? It's like almost right. You're such a presence. You have to showcase it. You have yeah, because yeah. that's what Andre the Giant was, right? Andre mm-hmm. the Giant. You know, again, first of all, there's talent behind Andre, right? Yes. That's that. That's the truth. But Andre the Giant represented something that was larger than life, and that's what how WWE wants to envision themselves at that time, and even up to recently. They want to be a larger than life kind of company. So, our characters have to be larger than life. And what they meant by it is that they have to physically be larger than life rather than personality. You know, we, we didn't have many Roddy Piper's. Roddy Piper was never a big guy, but he had a mouthpiece that you couldn't deny. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what made him the heel that he was. You have a guy like Chris Jericho. Now, I mentioned earlier that they, they like to bring people in and try to like change their character. Jericho was one of those guys that came in as Jericho. That wasn't common. But they buried him almost as soon as he came in. Right. <laughs> and they made him evolve himself. And luckily for Jericho, he understood how that business functioned. So he adapted to that business structure and he he's he is who he is today if it wasn't for that
1: i think yeah jericho has a love for the business and uh you know he knows that uh you know the clock is ticking on his ability to uh do things in the ring uh definitely tonight he'll be uh oh i can't wait to see that match
0: (laughs) i honestly can't wait to see that match jericho's one of my favorites he's always been my one of my favorites from the moment he showed up
1: and you know what? I think that has some ramifications for ROH. If he winds up taking the title, uh, it gives them a little bit more leverage uh, to get TV time for ROH, which could only be a good thing.
0: So ROH is getting their TV time once they have a TV deal. Yeah. From what I heard, there is no TV deal in the place. They're, work, they're, they're currently working on how they're going to get that TV deal to happen. And that's, that's the reason mm-hmm. why ROH really has been the rampage show. So when you watch Rampage, it's really the ROH show. It's what ROH should be. Um, I look at this card and I say to myself, oh, my goodness, there's a lot of championships. Um, We already know John Mocklin and Brian Danielson is going to be a title change. I think Brian is going to win it. Um, First, a couple of reasons. I think one is because he's overdue. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, because John kind of already emphasized that he wants to go on vacation.
1: Yeah, that but that's the more cynical reason, you know, and, right. and that's that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, so uh, I think
0: that's to be the case. So I think Daniel's, Danielson is going to go over tonight, and I'll, obviously I will love it. I also mm-hmm. believe the Acclaimers going to win tonight. Yeah, I think they hold off to that. They they should have called the audible when they they were supposed to, but Swerve in our glory really sounds like they're going to implode tonight. That's well, what that's it not like.
1: exact, you know. It, it, they've done this before. They did that with uh, Thunder Rosa, who lost at the pay per view. and the following week, she wound up winning uh, the, yeah, the title. There's then, something about it. And, and the uh, they, are hometown boys and stuff. Yeah, so I think that's the re- that's why they uh, uh, waited for Thunder Rosa was because she was in her hometown. So I think that's mm-hmm. what they're doing here with uh, yeah. with the acclaimed So, um, as far as TV goes, it's an iffy call. But uh, as far as uh, how the crowd is going to play it's it's spot on so yeah The claim
0: is gonna be home favorites Everybody's gonna love them um mm-hmm. and they're definitely going over that that's guaranteed yeah. to me the the matches that i'm curious more is the packing orange cassidy i yeah think, i have a feeling Cassidy is gonna win it and, and here's my reasoning behind it my and i i, I always try to think i don't want to think like a smart mark as they call it right but my, my thought process is we have someone luring for this title already, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Why is his name escaping me? But the Ethan the firm, Page. Ethan Page, thank you. Yeah. So Ethan Page is luring for this title. He made it very clear that that's the title he's gunning for. And his thing is that he's killing the gimmicks. Well, who's the biggest gimmick right now? Urge Cassidy. He's the biggest gimmick wrestler because he, he's a gimmick wrestler. Whether you like him or you don't, personally I like him. My wife likes him. I think she's gonna wear his T-shirt today. Um, she's upset because he doesn't. He hasn't been getting a lot of wins lately. So, mm-hmm. but I think he's going over tonight, so that an Ethan Page Orange Cassidy showdown would eventually happen. Because what does Pac have for this title other than he could travel around the world with it? <laughs> right. That's what this title was meant. It's, it's meant to be a traveling title. Right. So, I, and and you he know, already has the trios, trio's title. So does he really need the secondary title? So I think Orange is going to I, gonna think, go I over, think
1: not, because uh, you, you make a lot of sense with the traveling title there. I think your uh, Trio's championship is going to be your traveling title as well, because uh, plenty of other uh, um, promotions have uh, given their titles up to come here with uh, the wrestlers going back and forth. And so mm-hmm. just to build uh, some goodwill, uh, it would make sense for uh, uh, Ethan Page to take that title off of Orange Cassidy somewhere down the line, uh, go over to uh, Mexico or Japan, uh, lose it to somebody there, and let them carry the title around for a while.
0: Yeah, so so that's that's the whole point. And that's why I see Orange winning it. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the interim women's champion, Tony's keeping it. She ain't that ain't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> that's not going and I do and I do believe Claudio's gonna stay with the title, the RH title. I think really? Jericho is just he's just using it as a way to to heighten the story. But my my guess is that if I'm a betting man, I'll pick Brian to win. I'll pick the acclaimed to win. I think those are the two easy ones. I mm-hmm. I'll pick I pick Orange Cassidy to to outmaneuver PAC and then Tony Storm is going to leave with the in room title because I think there's more to a Tony Storm um Thunder Rosa match than there are the rest of them.
1: That's yeah, my she, personal opinion. Just like uh, just like Moxley before her, she's going to have to hold on to that title until she can uh solidly keep it mm-hmm. against yeah. uh, Thunder Rosa. So. so I'm looking
0: forward to that. I do have, I think I have some friends that might wrestle tonight there. Um, I had one friend of mine say he was actually in my show, Liam Davis. He wrestled mm-hmm. last week. Um, he wrestled the Butcher and the Blazer. Go check that out when you get a chance. Uh, in a losing effort, of course. <laughs> but you know, um, the guys from Cap Wrestling, where um, this guy from the Acclaim, he's part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you'll probably see a lot of those guys tonight in, in the dark matches, which I, I look forward to. That's one thing I do like that AEW does. It brings me back to the days where I will watch wrestling on a Saturday afternoon with my dad and watch superstars. And they're all squash matches.
1: Every single match is yeah. a squash match, right? Um, well, you, but, you got two things going on here. You got uh, AEW paying homage to uh, the local promotion, the, the local territory. And then you've also got the young, uh, up-and-coming wrestler paying his dues. So you know, it's it's almost like uh, these are, uh, without saying it is, uh, tryouts. Yeah, you know, the to see how days, well they it's how they it's do with the, the crowd, how well they put somebody else over, you know, and uh, you know what kind of a, what's their work rate, uh, you know, we 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 keep seeing Kylan King come back and forth. Uh, you know, she's with the uh, NWA, but they haven't really signed her to a full time contract, yeah. but uh, you, she comes, you know, whenever they call, she's there and she'll put in a match.
0: Agree. What I would like to see tonight is a surprise person someone comes in and it's, a, it's like so someone we haven't seen in a while. I don't know who it is, I, I don't, I can't tell you who it is. Um, but one person that I've always wanted to see show up in an aew or wwe i'm not i'm not picking on who they should show i want to see a nick aldis i want to see him get his credit in a mainstream industry you know nick mm-hmm. aldis is nick bogwinkle from the day that's what i see maybe even a little bit of a rick flair in him Yeah. Um, yeah he has the potential to be some some company's ultimate heel mjf however is he's a whole town guy um but he's from Long Island so i don't know how that's going to work cuz queens <laughs> is technically long island um, a lot of people don't know long um queens queens and brooklyn are part of long island they're actually the starting points of long island even though they're I, had no new york. Yeah. I had so no idea yeah so if you idea. ever if you ever look at look at the map again right look at the <laughs> map of new york and what you will see is that queens and brooklyn begin long island in fact queens also has a a suburb called Long Island City. So, and it's not—it's nowhere near the Long Island side of it. It's actually at the beginning end of, yeah. of Queens, from Manhattan. So, well, it's—it's going to be a fun history. night,
1: fun night <laughs> of wrestling some, coming up tonight. Uh, It'll be a long night of wrestling, I tell you that <laughs> Oh man, you're going to have a lot to, to, to hold on to. With all of the extra dark matches coming up.
0: If it's anything like last year,
1: it's going to be a long (laughs) night of wrestling.
0: It'll be a long Um, night.
1: I pick uh, Dr. Britt Baker over Athena for some reason or another. I have no idea why. Uh, Athena, they're they're stalling on her. And and I think that's to keep her away from being able to challenge Tony Storm for that Mm -hmm. title. But... uh, I could, I, I could see a Serena Deep get a win. Yeah, but not tonight. Yeah, not, not tonight. To, no, I, I. She's she's on the list. Definitely. She's
0: on the list. Yeah, she's definitely on the list. I I, I do see her holding that title someday.
1: hmm And I yeah. think uh, if if you're playing the long game and like Tony does, uh, Serena Deeb, for one reason or another, loses to Tony Storm. Maybe Sheeta comes back and uh, plays some dirty pool. And then she has to redeem herself within a year at next year's Grand Slam and takes home the title. Then,
0: hey, who knows? They, you know, they, they, the the women's division in AEW—they they 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 caught a lot of criticism, but they got a lot of good talent. Um, mm-hmm. They got a lot of good talent, more more talent than most people think. Um, it's just the utilization of it, and everybody talks yeah. about. Well, they, you know, they're second fiddle to the men. It's like they've always been second fiddle to the men, always. And it. You know, not not because it was done on purpose. It wasn't done on purpose, but let's face it, wrestling was a man's sport for a very long time. And oh, the yeah. women were always secondary. They were part of the secondary crowd. They were they were part of the opening acts. You know, I I'm sure it was a you remember act. the day Yeah, it was a novelty. You remember the midget wrestlers or the little people wrestlers. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Those days. You know, Mexico was big. So I think women in wrestling is fantastic. And I love seeing women in wrestling today because they're taken with more respect than they ever have ever. Um, we have we come a long we don't way. from Patty's matches like we used yeah. to anymore. Um, and,
1: and we've come a long way from the, uh, fabulous Moolah Squatch matches. Uh, when she was champion. It didn't matter who she was wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. the only time it mattered was when there was going to be a title change and they made a big fuss about it. But yeah, other than the that, wrestler- the next champion, you know, was, uh, was doing squash matches against nobody. They only had one woman at a time, essentially, uh, in the women's division uh, back in the seventies and early yeah. 80s. And, and the eighties. In the eighties,
0: they were trying to build steams because you did had people like Alunda Blaze or um, you know Medusa in the other in the other companies. You had um, sensational sharing. But what ended up happening? Mm-hmm. They ended up they ended up moving towards to more of a managerial role. You know. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, sensational sherry an amazing wrestler she's an amazing wrestler yeah and so you know it people forget how good of a wrestler she was in her in her in her you know her prime but Mm -hmm. man could she be such a great heel manager oh yeah she was uh, a fire on the mic yeah, I put Fire. her on top of Heenan and stuff like that when it comes to great managers from that era. Mm-hmm. She Heenan, to me, Heenan's number one, right? But Sherry, she's right next to him. That's how yeah. good she was because everyone she was with, she elevated them no matter who they were, no matter how good they were. no matter. How. But she was giving good talent, though. I got to give her that Yeah, much. She was always with and good talent.
1: It was always a shame when uh, in the Southern Territories, you had more managers than women wrestlers because... Uh, your, your sun shines and your baby dolls didn't have to have to be able to wrestle, just take one bump being flicked in over the ropes. And that was it. They just needed to stand there, look good, screech they the camera route. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that spot was traditionally for two women wrestlers to come in and showcase what they got. And that was taken away from them.
0: Yeah. And that's why when she came in, she changed that mold, right? Say, mm-hmm. you know, everybody talks about Elizabeth and, you know, granted, Elizabeth was fantastic. But when you really, when you really watch Elizabeth, she was just in a corner. She she was clap. she would be quiet. She,
1: she didn't she, take a bump. She, she wasn't didn't take all, a bump. very she did much take on the a mic. Bump.
0: She did take bumps here and there, but not to the same extent as the rest of them. Nah, but, she
1: fell on her butt. She got knocked over. and <laughs> fell on her butt. That's, But she that's was about it.
0: But she was she was complimenting Macho Man. That was yes. the idea macho man was the the madness right the craziness the wildness of what macho man and she was like she it, it really was a beauty and the beast kind of dynamic between the two of them
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. people to this day people love them even though behind the scenes they were going through hell <laughs> um but
1: they were know, divorced on the street, before
0: they stopped uh, appearing together they were divorced when they got married <laughs> how's that for an answer <laughs>
1: So, oh people yeah. did not
0: know that one
1: but but lots the, of details in the background brother
0: oh yeah cream of the crop the cream of the crop man I love him <laughs> I, miss, I miss macho man he a little cuckoo in the head um you know and and for me i I, I try to separate the person from the character that's because mm-hmm. my favorites have always been macho man ultimate warrior yeah I was a Hulk Hogan you know i I am a fan of the characters the individuals are a different story and you have to sometimes (laughs) you have to I think for me you know you have to because when you get to when you get to find out who these people are in real life you're kind of like damn like what I heard about you know certain individuals I'm like what I heard what Mach the things macho man would do to his girlfriends I'm like dude this guy was paranoid Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's sad hearing those stories but man dude i love macho man randy savage the wrestler
1: (laughs) you know what i mean but that was also part of the uh, macho man character i mean he was elevated. You take that you take that paranoia and you elevate it and you 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 make it big and broad strokes and you don't go into the details of the brother yeah and 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 that's what you have there and it's it's sad that uh you know these people and, and I say that loosely, these people, uh, these wrestlers, um, have their big and bright and positive personalities that they could have applied personally in private, but they didn't, you know. So, I mean, it, it, there was, there's always room for change in anybody's life, and there's, there's always room to grow. And, um, you know, maybe we can help grow somebody's collection.
0: Oh, okay. So we got the 8 billion jeans. G- Let's do the 8 billion jeans. I-, I was thinking about okay. that too. Let's do this one. The 8 billion jeans. So Didi won the a Power Palm. So I'm really happy she won it. Let's see who is next. I love this wheel. This wheel is so much fun. All right. So sounds to me. Oh, look at that. Cool. 88 Celebrity Comics has won. The 8 Billion Genies, issue number two, first printing of 8 Billion Genies. Look at that. This is such a good book, man. If you haven't read a book, a good book, this is my favorite book of the year right now. This is clearly one of the best stories out there. So just envision one day everyone everyone in the world gets a genie and they get granted one wish. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, chaos. (laughs) Chaos. So... 88 celebrity comics i can't wait to tell him because he's been like on top of this he
1: was he's been like oh man
0: i want to win i want to win so i'm really happy the people that are winning
1: i'm happy Uh are winning (laughs) yeah well and that's good that's good that's the way it should be i love the audience participation so let's go ahead let me let me me do something real quick before we uh i I know you want to do one more giveaway one more right let me do this real quick um this program was brought to you by dmrhosting.com. The business plan boasts unlimited data storage, unlimited data transfer, antivirus, and spam protection, along with uh, 24-7, 365 support via chat, phone call, all for 4.45 dollars a month. Get started today with uh, uh, dmrhosting.com. That's dmrhosting.com. So let's get back to the goodies. Okay,
0: so we want to do the last one? Yeah, get out the park all right the last one is the Mandalorian issue number one this is the photo cover of the first issue let me get that camera all right uh,
1: let me uh let, let me let me uh yeah. make you all the way big it. here for a second yeah, let's yeah. Do that
0: oh there go look, look, there it is so now you got that the Mandalorian cover this is the variant photo cover we're gonna give this one next this is our last one so let me go ahead and put that there and Let's get. Let's find out who wins this last one here. And the wheel keeps spinning. And our winner is Tommy. Oh no, 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 no! Last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hawk Mana. Hawk Mana is our last winner of t- of this particular um, Izzy Fest giveaway. Congratulations, Hawk Mana. I'm gonna we'll make sure. That everyone knows that they are the winners for
1: these two items. They,
0: they probably don't even know it right now. They're like, huh? No, but, but they're going
1: to, <laughs> they, they may watch this uh, on repeat or when it comes up on your channel later on. Yeah. And they'll be excited to know that they won, or they, maybe you're going to have them uh, check an email. Well,
0: I, what I'll do <laughs> is, I'll, I have a lot of these folks already on IG. So I'm going to privately DM them and be like, hey, guys, you just won this. And, you know, I know, and thankfully, so far, it's been very fo- hopeful that they've been local boys, so I don't have to worry about shipping. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the winners is out in California, so that one I don't have a problem with. But Well, I,
1: I love how you're doing things. I love how you're presenting your channels. I love how you're preparing people for their pull lists uh, early on. I'm really glad I had you on today. I want to have you back uh, You know, again. At your convenience, and we'll talk about different things. Uh, we can uh, uh, recap whatever happens to be happening in the world of wrestling, comic books. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little TV. Who knows? Oh, yeah, but, man. Uh,
0: Right now we got Ando. We got three episodes of Ando that came out this week. Mm-hmm. We can talk about She-Hulk all day. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm, believe it or not, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. I don't, I don't watch House of the Dragons. Um, I tried watching the first episode, it was okay for me, it's just not my, it's just not, it wasn't, you know, drawing me. Um, watching Lord Game, of the Rings. Game of
1: Thrones has a little too much uh, inter romance, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I know, I, I, that stuff I know. I know a lot about Game of Thrones, um, you know, again, I like to keep my ears open for a lot of these things. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the podcast. That's right. I do have a podcast. I forget about that that, that existing sometimes, <laughs> 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 But I do have a podcast. And usually I just take what's in the videos and put it in the podcast so people can mm-hmm. listen in.
1: Um, but they can uh, people can find you on anchor.fm slash Izzyverse. Uh, they can uh, uh, find you on YouTube.com uh, at Izzyverse. Uh, yep. I think uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, you're at Izzyverse. Yeah, I'm at Izzyverse
0: NYC and pretty much all the other socials. So when you you find me in the socials, I'm Izzyverse NYC. I didn't get Izzyverse normally because other people actually had it before I did. Yeah, Um, But I did manage to get the Izzyverse on YouTube as is. (laughs) And
1: all of your links are available on Linktree, Link. Linker uh, Linktree yes. <laughs> slash Izzyverse.
0: I know it's the way. Uh, the, the writing is always interesting, but there's one more thing, one more place that I definitely have to to plug in, and that is whatnot. So I do have a whatnot. Um, my whatnot is very special to me because I'm going to be doing a whatnot this Friday at six o'clock, and I'm I do have some more giveaways in the whatnot. Also, I do have a whatnot promo code. So if you go whatnot dot com slash invite slash Izzyverse, you're going to get $15 credit, which most people give 10 But for me, it's $15, and it's a $15 credit towards your first purchase. You could buy it. You could buy whatever you want for $15, and you don't have to spend a dime, and it's all yours. And you do are, what you want to do
1: afterwards. So, <laughs> Are you still offering a 15% uh, discount on purchases at the uh, shop at Comic Exposure? Yep, at Comic Exposure, you get
0: 15% off with the promo code Izzyverse. That's also part of it. And you also now get ten percent off BCW supplies with promo code Izzyverse. So I got a couple of affiliates, man. I worked, up, I worked on getting my affiliates. I got my affiliates. <laughs> um Really excited about those guys. And you know, it's just like you, we 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 want to grow the business. And a lot of this is done by our our, our hard, you know, sweat, doing yeah. work, you know, blood and sweat. That's all. That's all is everything you see is me. The editing is me. The video is me. I'm doing all that stuff. You see my gear in the background there. All of the um, graphics. Uh, no, I, I yeah, completely everything understand. You see is 100% <laughs> Izzy, um, and Izzyverse really is everything Izzy. And you know, my family helps out to an extent here and there. Someone has to hold the camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I'm <laughs> when I'm on vacation. So and they've been great, and I have I have a great support team. So. Oh, I'm um, really
1: happy every- about it. Everybody may not know exactly why you're giving, doing all the uh, giveaways or why you're going to see the, uh, uh, the, the great night of wrestling tonight. Uh, it's your birthday.
0: Yeah, you are. And that's decide, what the celebration is.
1: That is today. Today is the
0: <laughs> big four six. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy you still got the front of my hair. You know what i mean oh I guess yeah, I got the, yeah. Front. the back is a little different but the front of my hair is still there um i still maintain yeah when my youth in some way when
1: my toupee comes back from the cleaners i'll stop wearing hats. so
0: there you go <laughs> <laughs> i used to be a hat guy a long time ago i used to wear hats all the time and now yeah. i rarely wear hats it's just i don't know it's just when when i wear a hat then i start sweating in the hat, and then the hat starts smelling and that's it I'm
1: well tired. just like the a new coffee cup each day i also have a new cap each day so showing off a little bit of my other collections that i don't mention anything about during the
0: streams (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is the one this is one of a few too so my little infinity gauntlet glove is there i got i got a superman cup i got a batman cup but they're not as extravagant as this one um they're just cups with logos on them Mm
1: So what we got uh, going on tomorrow, uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Chaz Buchanan about the Halton Theater. We're gonna be, uh, going to be going in-depth for the Gourd in the Heart of Texas Fest. Now, that's a music festival happening in Hal- at the Halton Theater, and there's going to be a ton of bands. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this, because uh, Chaz is going to have a lot of information about what's going on, where to get the tickets, and how long it's, it's going to last. So I think it's well, i don't know we'll find out tomorrow and uh friday uh we are going to do a repeat of what happened on tuesday unfortunately we had audio issues but uh, i got back together with ike duncan and we're going to talk about his uh, uh film project pandemic and that's uh friday september 23rd a lot of good stuff coming back uh izzy we're going to have you back sometime we're going to make this happen and we're going to do this all again sometime with uh, a lot of different products, products, uh, I guess oh, they yeah, give away if I'll that's to, what you I'll love to do.
0: Lo- I love to come back. I usually work at this time. So you got me, in, you got me on the vacation week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to see if we can do it again sometime. But I, I, yeah. I definitely love talking about this stuff. Comics, we, Russell, can, we can talk all day about it as you can. We
1: can about. always record something and post it up at a later date whenever it's convenient for you. So, awesome. but uh, thanks for being here. And, uh, Thanks for watching, folks. Have a great day. Thank you, sir.